Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey now, Semper Fi, welcome into this Saturday Tiger tailgating. LSU, number 12 LSU, number 7 Auburn today on the Plains in Auburn. Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick here with you until 1230. Phone lines are open at 504-260-1870. Text 870-870. LSU starting out 2-0, stepping up in class today against a team that could be in the conversation for a Final Four playoff berth. Herb, this is a huge matchup for LSU. And look, LSU's rallied around this underdog mentality where nobody yep. think they nobody thought they were going to beat. They weren't favored to beat Miami. They beat them. A kind of a ho-hum win last last week. And I say ho-hum because you're expected to beat you're expected to beat them um by more than 31 points. Oh, well, I mean, really? But but no, my my, my point <laughs> my, my my point is that they didn't have the energy, and you can understand why, though. Right, right. Well, I'm, yeah, they didn't have the same intensity, energy that they had against Miami, of course. Um, I mean, you're playing in Arlington and Jerry's World, and you have this, you know, this magnificent place, venue that you get to play in. And then, you know, uh, you're playing against a number eight team. Everybody telling you you're 25, and you're really not, you really don't belong on the field with those guys for the, for the most part. Um, but then you come back against Southeastern, and then. You 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 know you win thirty one to nothing. I you know personally I think that's a good win to be honest no, with sure. you. I think you know I think we should have scored fourteen maybe twenty one points in the second half, um, but we didn't. But what we didn't do was get anybody hurt. We're fresh going moving forward um, for this week against Auburn. Auburn's going to be tough, man. They're going to be nice and silky smooth. They have a, a really great coach. They coach very well. They got a lot of confidence. Um, they're playing at home in John Hare Stadium, which is always difficult. Um, but, you know, it, this is the time where you have to show what you are. Uh, we, we played a really good Miami team who I think played a bad game that night. Um, and we overcome a, a lot of things that we, you know, the stigma that we came into the season with. And then last week we played, you know, we played great or good enough to win 31 to nothing, which great meaning uh, that our defense didn't give up any points. And they were threatening down, you know, on our side of the, the goal line, or, you know, our side of the field at some point. But we still stopped them, and that's that's amazing. That's an amazing. Thing. I don't care who you're playing. You you put zero on the board. That's great. So let we got to go into this game knowing that we can win and being confident, and then just playing our football, whatever that is. We still don't know what that is yet. <laughs> so we still have to figure out what that is. Whether we're going to throw the ball, short passes with Joe Burrow. Whether we're going to hit some intermediate passes. Whether we're going to boot. Whether we're going to you know do some some RPOs or you know whatever on offense. We got to figure that out. I think defense have have found their identity. I think they've found their mix of guys that they're going to use. And uh, and we just got to go into this game confident. It's going to be tough, though. Auburn's favored by 10 points. I, here's what I want to see. A couple of things I want to see from LSU. First and foremost, you're, you're not supposed to win this game. Nope. So let it all hang out. You know, why not? Pull out a, a couple of trick plays. Who cares? 
put you know put the ball at risk a little bit mm-hmm. in the passing game. You're going to have a hard time running against this this Auburn front. They're one of the best in the country. So I would say, hey, this is the week where we have to see Joe Burrow and this offense, yep. coordinated by Steve Ensminger, open up a little bit, throw the ball down the field. I talked to Coach O earlier in the week. It's something that he he highlighted to me. He kind of wants wants to get to the point to where you know, he learned a little bit about about offensive football right down the street uh, under Sean Payton. And you know one of the things he loved about um, Sean Payton was his willingness to take eight shots a game down the field. And I think that's where Coach O said that's where they want to get to. They're not there yet, but that's where they want to get to. So I want to see uh, LSU come out there with the intensity, with the energy, but also the idea of, hey, we're not supposed to win this game anyway, so let's if we have to pull out a trick play, let's do it. Flea flicker. Who knows? I, look, I don't care what they pull out. Just just do it. Whatever right. it is, just make it happen, man. Just You know, look, eight, eight, taking eight shots a game, that's two shots a quarter. I mean, what against Miami? And you and I basically looked at that game, and we were, I think we could probably count on uh, you know maybe twenty times that they could have taken a shot. Yeah. Or, you know, with turnovers, you know, right coming out of a turnover or something like that, or short field. field position, so, you know, things like that. But you you have to do it though. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So it's at this point, I, I when I look at the offense, I see a little bit of timidness, um, but I also see what kind of what they're trying to do offensively. They're just trying to bring Joe along, not trying to get him to be frustrated by throwing picks or or, or not connecting on certain passes, things of that nature. But you, you got to take some shots. I don't know if they're going to do that, Christian. They haven't shown me against Miami. They haven't shown me against, um, you know, Southeastern. They're so, a little healthier along the offensive line, though, so that's going to help them. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah and no. I mean, technically, you know, uh, when you're taking a shot down the field, you don't see Drew Brees taking seven-step drops and then patting the ball five, you know, five seconds. Right. No, you take a five-step drop and you let it go. Ball's out. Period. You know what I'm saying? Because the deep shot is not throwing the ball 80 yards. It's getting the ball to the receivers between 20 and 35 yards down the field. And then they take it the rest of the way. So – I mean, at some point, you know, you just got to give it a shot. But I, th- I really think they're going to try to run the ball. I hope they don't. I hope they set up the run with the pass versus just trying to run and then to try to set up the pass. Joey Falgu at Master Control taking your phone calls at 504 260 1870. Text 870 870. What do you want to see from LSU? What's the game plan for the Tigers to pull off what would be a pretty significant upset in, on the Plains against Auburn today? You tell us at 504 260 1870. Text 870 870. Coming back. With Scott Alexander, Primetime Sports, dissecting LSU, Auburn today at 2.30 right here on WWL. All right, Tiger fans, let's go. It's game day. Yeah, baby. Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick. Phone lines are open at 504-260-1870. Text 870-870. We continue to dissect this matchup. LSU, number 12, and number 7, Auburn today at 2.30 right here on WWL. Uh, Look, another thing, LSU. You gotta, I laid out kind of five things, five goals that LSU has to accomplish. For today's game. For today's game. Okay. Forget trying to run the football. Nope. Just throw the football. I mean, <laughs> throw it. I mean, let's, I know you want balance. Let's, let's throw it early. Go ahead. Yeah, Go ahead. I'm with you. Throw it, give them a chance to throw it on first down. That's yeah. what you're talking about, right? Uh, yes. What does yes. that do to a defense? Uh, it just makes you not think that, hey, it's first and ten, and we can kind of hone in on on a, a particular run plays or anything like that. Because once you have tendencies like that, guess what? They're going to have, you know, seven to nine men in the box ready to do whatever, just like we, they've done before when, when, you know, when when LSU was just heavy run. <laughs> so, I, I, you know, I don't know. I, I You know, you, you, open, you, you open up the defense. So, you don't you make them try to, let's call it, guess what you're going to do. Because you don't have to line up in a passing formation. Right. You can line up in a run formation without doing a run fake as well. 
So, you know, you just never know exactly what you're going to do. So, but, you know, just keep that defense off guard and make sure that they're not doing, uh, pinning their ears back and just, you know, lining up and firing off at you. Force a turnover or two. Get, a, get a big return in the return game, kickoff or punt. Is that so? Is that number two? Well, that's like two A and two B. <laughs> okay, all right. I like two A and two B. Sometimes that's like a, do, a you know a donut with a hole or a beignet, <laughs> one that's square. You never know. Um, <laughs> so um, you're always food. Something you always relate something to food. You you love you, you love your food, man. Hey man, look, I'm a food guy. You told man. me that you listen to Tom Fitzmorris regularly. Tom is my guy, man. Every <laughs> Saturday morning, I'm listening to Tom, just making it. I'm, I'm listening to Tom and I'm watching Caesar on uh, <laughs> the Dog Whisperer. But anyway. Um, but no, man. You, I mean, you just, you, you know, it's it's. I don't. I don't know. You you you. When you when you say get a big return, now that return can come in the fashion of uh, intercept or a fumble return, uh, or you know, a fumble scoop and score or something like that. I, you know, we haven't really shown much special teams wise with our return game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's going to be big, and I don't think that we have to actually score a touchdown there. We definitely need to make sure that we change field position. So and we need to make sure that we secure the ball. So we can't have you know vice versa where we fumble and we lose field position. Laying out the game plan for LSU in order for them to execute and pull off an upset today on the road in Auburn or against Auburn. Scott Alexander, host of Primetime Sports, stepping in now, and you can follow him on Twitter at d scott alexander. Scott, you ready to go, man? Where are you? Where are your travels taking you? I know you're 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 scott. all over the country. What's up, guys? So yeah, I'm, I'm at Penn State right now. Some call it Beaver Stadium. Some call it uh, Happy Valley, but they all call it State College, Penn State, so it's gonna be it's gonna be nice. My first time in the stadium. Nice, awesome, awesome. That's a great environment, Scott. We're laying out kind of some a wish list, if you will, or things that LSU has to accomplish in order to to pull off this upset against Auburn today. What would be say one or two of your your wish list, your things that they have their checklist that they have to get, get done today in order to win against Auburn? I mean, I hate to sound boring and like a coach, but man, this is games like this where the defenses are so strong. The field position, man. I mean, making sure you have field position, put them at field whenever possible. Don't give them short fields. Uh, Auburn, you know, LSU, going to have to stop the run. I mean, Washington did a pretty good job of that first game, held them under 200. But, my goodness, uh, against the FCS opponent last week, they almost got 500 total yards. So, if they can stop the run somewhat and get the, keep the field position battle where they're not starting around the 40 uh, or beyond, you know, then, then LSU has a good chance to win this. Because as you know, this is the craziest series I think LSU has, you know, even more than Alabama if you go back 20, 25 years, even 30 years. Absolutely, man. Scott, Herb Tyler here, man. Um, LSU's defense has played great the last couple of games, I think, personally. I think they've caused uh, a lot of havoc. They've played fast. They've been really, um, you know, had a, had a nose for the ball or whatnot. Do you see them playing the exact same way today? Do you think they're going to smother that Auburn offense? Well, I mean, listen, Jared Stidham's an NFL quarterback, and this is obviously LSU's first true test with an NFL quarterback this year. I think LSU's defense, honestly, might be the best in the country. I mean, they are certainly in the conversation right now. Um, they're going to get a big test today. This is the one that's going to tell. I mean, I, I know the line, Oddsmakers put this at 10 points. Mm-hmm. I think that LSU should be using that as motivation because, I mean, they don't give up many points. So you're basically saying, hey, hey, man, if, if, if LSU's offense is 13, that means we're going to have to give up 20, 23 points. Hey, LSU doesn't look that way. Their defense expects to hold the other opponent to 14 or less every single game. Yep. And I know they're going to do everything I can, they can to do that. Scott Alexander, primetime sports here on WWL Tiger tailgating. And Scott, 
Herb and I were talking, this front for Auburn is ridiculously good. And the game plan <laughs> yeah. the game plan might not be best suited for LSU to go up there and try to just run into this wall all day long. They have to show some imagination no. on offense. I want to see them throw the football a lot and take some shots down the field. Do you agree? Well, I'm hoping that this is what they've been saving all these plays for, right? <laughs> right, I mean, correct. Yes. This has been catching a lot of heat. But sometimes you you put a few things and hold them back in the bag as Herb. Right? You, you're a former quarterback that did so well the Tigers in the 90s. Sometimes you wait a few games to a game that's ultra important like this. Not to say Miami wasn't, but, man, you, you kind of felt you had to, your way with Miami early. You could hold some stuff back. So that's my line of thinking is they're holding a few things back because you're not going to smash out this team and win in Jordan-Hare Stadium. No, not at all, man. I don't think I agree 100% with you, um, Scott. Um, you know, Brissett has had a, a really great season so far. He's been doing really well. He's emerged as the number one back. Um, Joe Burrow, um, going into the season, I think he's been on campus now for two and a half, three months um, with all the other stuff that's happened with Narcisse and other guys that are, you know, McMillan transferring. This is Joe Burrow's really true test. Do you think that his maturity level will get him over the hump to where he can be successful and be efficient and actually have an opportunity to win this football game? I 100% believe that. I think this is why Joe Burrow is starting right now games like this on the road where his, yep. you know he's going in the hostile environment his maturity he's a fourth year guy out of college with two years of eligibility left um he, he's not he's not young i mean miles brennan is only in his second year out, out of playing at st stanislaus okay this guy played big time high school football he was a part of a big time college program at ohio state his dad is a legendary coach in this part his family all of them played football mostly in nebraska but joe burrow was made for this opportunity in this moment. And uh, I think, I mean, he's been waiting for it. His family's been waiting for it. And certainly the Tiger faithful has been waiting for it. D. Scott Alexander on Twitter. We call him Scott Alexander, friend of the program, primetime sports here. And, uh, Scott, LSU, in order to pull off the upset, we, we've lined that out. Do you feel like a trick play or two is going to have to come from this LSU team at some point? Well, I look back in this series, man. I mean, I've been listening to her. You go way back. Yep. And I'm going to say I might even go back further because I was at that earthquake game as a student. Uh-huh. I remember 94. I was in the stadium and, and when they had the four hundred five interceptions in the fourth quarter and LSU lost a 23-9 lead. Yep. Three of those return for touchdowns. The huge fire in 96. Yes. I remember Tuberville and the players smoking cigars in 99. 2001, that 9-11 game that was pushed back. <laughs> I mean, I could go on and on. Keep on going, Scott. No stop. Let's do it. 2004, <laughs> you remember that call on the horrible 10 Yes, yes, yes. They didn't make the call. 2006, I remember this. Yes. It's all in my head, too. I'm not writing this down. It's all in my – I heard that 7-3. to three, I remember that non-interference was that year. 2004, I believe, was when they called that stupid extra point. Yeah. And they, the guy jumped over. That was it. I remember the greatest game. My son's first game at Tiger Stadium. Demetrius Bird caught that 22-yard bomb. Beautiful. They won that one. Beautiful pass. 24 2016. My goodness, Les Miles' last game. It looked like they won on the last play of the game. But no, they did not. Right. 18-13. And then who could forget last year, LSU down 20 nothing. Looked like they were the worst team in, yes. in D1 football. And they come back and win that game 27-23. And after all the abuse Connor Culp has taken last season, he did kick the game one and field goal in that game. So this series 
is one of the best ever. If I haven't got you pumped up after 30 years of that, <laughs> you're never going to get pumped up for this game. You, you don't have a heartbeat if you ain't fired up now. Scott, <laughs> look, Scott, you, you, you missed one game, man. 1998, oh. Herb Tyler oh. was the SEC player oh. of the week. Three touchdown oh. passes and two rushing, baby. What you got now? Oh, my goodness. How did I forget that one? I mean, I just rattled off 15. I'm not sure if I'm Scott Alexander, oh primetime sports. Guy, Scott, enjoy. Hey, by, by the way, Herb, you're my new guest this Tuesday. I've got Sheck Diallo and Delton, and you're going to be the third guest. Herb Tyler. Oh, here we go. Oh. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Scott All Alexander, right. primetime sports. Check him out. And, uh, Scott, go enjoy Happy Valley, man. All yes. right, buddy. Y'all be good. Thanks, right. Scott. Our CBS and local news headlines. We'll be back with more. Tiger tailgating here on WWLAMFM.com. Yeah, tackle football. Oh, yeah. LSU. It's the Auburn. only kind of football, man. Come 2.30. <laughs> hey, flag now. football? Is that what they play? My son does. Man, that's son. awesome. I love your son. That's a great <laughs> deal, man. I love flag football. <laughs> Hey, he wanted to play. He played a little tackle. He's going to revisit it. He's going to go back and you know, when he, the next year or so. You know that whole thing about tackle football, whether you should let your kid play at a certain age up until mm-hmm. – you know, some people, you know, they say, well, we're not going to let our kid play until, I don't know, until he's 14, 15 or whatever, high school. It, you know, it's I can see that in some cases. Some kids don't need to play as early as that. But there's some kids that just need to get their aggression out, man, because if not, they're going to drive mom and dad crazy. Uh-huh. I don't know if you know that. I agree with that. I totally agree with that. But you know, it's still kind of difficult because you know, you know, you know, you know how people are. Just, sure. You just never know. Carter Bryant, friend of the program, CarterBryant.com at Carter the Power on Twitter. Carter, how are you, man? Hey, good morning. It's a tackle football. Saturday. Oh yeah, Carter. I like it, Carter. I like hey, your attitude, man. What's going? On? I, re- I remember when you beat the Razorbacks and shut them out Uh-oh. a long time ago in the nineties, man. Nineteen ninety-five, uh, baby. That was my freshman it, year. Yeah, so I, I live in Arkansas now, okay. and people remember that game. And, you know, there's a lot of uh, – in Arkansas, there's a lot of uh, LSU bleed over here. Mm-hmm. And LSU fans always remind Arkansas fans of how many times they've actually beaten the Hogs. So, uh, you're you're uh, amongst the LSU faithful, because you also put up the goose egg in that game, you're, you're, you're very well remembered in these parts. Well, thank you very much. I will tell you this. That's always have been one of the toughest games we've ever played. We always play it each year because – not due to the fact of whether or not we're going to win or lose, but due to the fact that on Sunday morning you had to go get a lot of treatment from the trainers because those guys would come in and really hit you all the time. They played solid defense. They were tough. They found the ball. And, they, you know, it was always one of those difficult games after the game, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Well, good morning, guys. Let's try to tackle football. Let's do it. Let's go. Hey, first off, Carter, how would you get Carter the power? Oh, man, that's a great question. Um Tim Zimmer, um, whenever we were together at Tiger TV a long time ago, we did our first ever stand-up, and they sent me out on my first ever assignment, and I had just watched a documentary on one of the best athletes to ever play any sport. His name was Phil the Power Taylor. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. What sport do you think Phil the Power Taylor was great at? Tennis. Polo. No, it was darts. Oh, darts. I was close. Yeah, I was closer. Yeah, so no, it, it is obviously the, the sport that involves the most athleticism, and Phil the Power Taylor <laughs> has about as much athleticism as I do, which is not much. So I went with that nickname, and, um, you know, I was just joking around. I had just watched uh, a documentary on him, and then I went out an hour later to go shoot the story, um, and I don't remember what it was for, and I said, I'm Carter the power, Brian, just to joke around. <laughs> nice. I got every 
Sounds like we just lost Carter there for a second. The it's, power went so, out. Yeah, the power <laughs> went out. Sounded like it's a, <laughs> yeah, Carter. Hopefully, you paid your cell phone bill. That was I'll abrupt. Think, yeah, yo, you never know. He's yeah. all right though. Uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully he's okay. okay. Yeah, yeah hopefully didn't, he's okay. That's, that didn't sound normal. No, that didn't. That didn't. Like didn't. a normal, like a normal cutoff on a cell phone. We got him back. Carter, the power at Carter Bryant uh, on Twitter. Carter, you, you were interrupted. What happened there, man? Yeah, so I, I don't know. There's uh, there there was a rhinoceros that attacked me. I don't, you never know what the wild animal. <laughs> a rhinoceros. Wow. Yeah, a, okay. a rhinoceros. But no, it, it, so that's what happened, and it, and it just stuck after that. I got everyone in trouble, and they're like, "Okay, you might as well keep it now." So I hate it because it was a it was like a self given nickname, but I was really just joking around, and ever since then, uh, it, it just stuck. Carter, let's get to the matchup. Uh, o line, D line. This this D line for Auburn is pretty disgustingly good, right? So if you're if you're LSU, what's your approach? How do you handle that front that front seven? Well, you got to move the pocket some. I mean, here's the thing about Jordan Hare Stadium. Out of all the SEC West stadiums that I've been to, and I've been to every single one of them, Jordan Hare probably gets the loudest, um, especially on a day game. I mean, it it's crazy, and you know how loud a stadium get it just depends on where you are but for me and my personal experiences i've been there three times and their sound system is always just crazy uh the fans are so unbelievably loud there especially this being the first sec west game and um the protection calls are not going to be that great um I'm not having will clap is going to really show in this first game because i mean for years he was making the protection calls for lsu so you know this is going to be the first true road experience so mm-hmm. lsu is going to have a lot of protection breakdowns unless of course you do play action pass easy quick throws to jamar chase marshall giles on the outside so um i, I see lsu's offensive line having a lot of issues early unless the tigers get really creative with their play calling which is you know some not necessarily some end arounds, but some underneath runs, some quick screens, just to keep the defensive line guessing and off balance. Because in this matchup, it's probably the biggest disparity of any position group against any position group. This offensive line going up against Auburn's defensive line. Carter, man, uh, you know you you did mention that uh, you know that the stadium at Jordan Hare is one of the loudest that you've been to, if not the loudest in the SEC West. I can remember playing there, and it really, really was very similar to Death Valley and Baton Rouge. Um, you know, I, I think that's going to play a big part. But let me ask you this: um, I know you said that the offensive line is going to really look, you know, look to 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 kind of, I guess, lean on their whoever's going to be calling the, the plays up front and making sure they put those guys in the right situation. But when they do get in the right situation, do you think that Brosette? Uh, and Burrow can actually make some plays offensively against this defense in order to be successful. Yeah, they can. Um, I, you know, I, I look at Nick Brissett. Uh, a lot of what he's done so far has been creative play calling and great blocking up mm-hmm. front. Yep. I, I think LSU's run fits haven't been bad. I think it's actually been pretty good so far. So this is going to be the game, and Herb, you know this, the difference between great running backs and the elite all-time running backs are that those backs can break tackles when the blocking's not perfect. You know, that's the biggest gap between um, Geis, Fournette, and Jeremy Hill. We saw those guys break those weak arm tackles against really good linebackers, and that's why those guys are all NFL-level backs. Nick has a chance in this game 
to prove that he can do the same. It's a lot easier to run through big holes that only have to make one safety miss. It's more difficult, though, to break those arm tackles, get that extra yard like Jacob Hester used to do, like Cecil and Kevin Falk, and just push that extra yard in a game that's going to be decided in the trenches is just so huge. So for fans watching today, don't just look to see if Nick Brousset gets seven or eight yards. Look to see if he can break that tackle and go for that extra three yards, which you know will move the chains, mm-hmm. extend drives, shorten the game, take the crowd out of it. That's going to be key for number four tonight. And also, look out for Foster Morrow today. I think LSU is going to look for their tight end. That's something that they haven't done much of. That's going to keep Kevin Steele in the defense off balance for Auburn. So I think uh, LSU is going to factor in the tight ends a little bit more because that's something we really haven't seen from them thus far. Carter, you, you mentioned how big Auburn is up front. They are. They're, they're, they're gigantic. They're huge. Miami was similar in size. And I recall from that opener – the success LSU had was when they when they were able to spread that 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 front out with the RPOs that run that Brosette had a fifty yards. I think that was a similar play. That is that the kind of approach you're going to see? I think from LSU against this Auburn front because they're so big, you're going to have to hope to spread them out. Yeah, you're going to have to keep them off balance. And I think one of the keys that you'll see from Joe Burrow is is he going to switch which way the runs are going to go? That mm-hmm. that was a big reason why that Brosette run against. Miami was such a big run because he he flipped the call there at the line of scrimmage. You're going to see him do some of that tonight. And, you know, I I also think in this game, LSU has talented enough receivers to make plays on 50-50 balls. And, you know, in this third game, normally it's around that third game where you get the rhythm between the quarterbacks and the wide receivers. We'll see who LSU really likes a wide receiver. And from what I've seen so far in the first few games, the guy that just sticks out to me, and I, I understand that he wasn't an early enrollee and he's only a true freshman. I know he's a New Orleans kid. I, I think Jamar Chase is special. I mean, he was probably the best wide receiver I saw coming in this class, even better than Marshall, who was a five-star. I really like him in the intermediate, his ability to get up and make plays. How much does LSU play him? Because I think right now, just from what I've seen, now, once again, I'm I'm a nobody, but um, I, I think he's the most talented receiver on this team. You factor in everything right now. So I, I want to see number one get some touches today early. Carter Bryant, at Carter the Power on Twitter, carterbryant.com. Appreciate it, man. Good stuff. All day, every day, man. All right. Thanks, Carter. Carter Bryant. Phone lines are open at 504-260-1870. What's your prediction for, day, for today's LSU game at Auburn? LSU by seven or less? Auburn by seven or less. LSU by more than seven. Auburn by more than seven. That's our Blue Runner Foods opinion poll. You can cash your vote online at WWL.com or call us at 504-260-1870. Herbert Christian, Tiger Tailgate here on WWL. K-Dog. Look at some other college games. Man, Alabama continues to roll. they got Ole Miss today. It's an Ole Miss program that's still kind of reeling from uh, the Hugh Freeze stuff and trying to get their, their act together. Last year, Alabama rolled Ole Miss to the yeah. tune of I mean, they tuned them up for a name-your-score game. Yeah, That's what I call it. Just pretty much name whatever. Whatever score you want it to be, that's what it's going to be. I expect this one to be a little closer today. Uh, it's going to be part two of last year. You think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, maybe that's just wishful thinking. No, maybe so. I don't know what you got with uh, Ole Miss on this one, but it's, it's, it's uh, pick your, your score. Name your score. Name your score, part two. How good? 2018. How, <laughs> yeah. How good is LSU now with Tua Tonga Viola? I mean, what? what you mean is Alabama? That? 
Uh, yeah, I mean Alabama. Alabama. How how strong does that now make them uh, in this playoff race? Because they always gotten it done with a strong running game, good yeah. offensive line, really good defense. But now they can beat you any way they want. Even if you go back to Nick's days with LSU, I think the the I mean he really didn't have a special guy like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so he's never had a quarterback that that skilled. No, not not that skilled. So and then when you add the whole ten years or nine years that he's been at Alabama. It's always been guys that can put them in the right situations, not make any mistakes, don't throw any intercepts. And, you know, they basically did everything that that Nick wanted him to do, not what the quarterback wanted to do. You know, each quarterback wants to go out and throw for five touchdowns, run for two and throw for 500 yards and rush for 200 yards. You know what I mean? So, but, you know, but with, with Tua, man, I'm going to tell you, he gives a, a just a different dimension of offense. I mean, it, it, it just – it just it looks refreshing when he's playing. I mean, I I don't have anything against Jalen Hurt, but he's he's not as good as a of a of a quarterback all around. A pure quarterback. Yeah, not just not even just you know, he's not better than Tua at running either. And what I mean by that, he may look like he is, but he doesn't see the field like Tua sees the field. Tua Tua is is really good, man. I like him a lot. He's special. For number two, Clemson, they've got Georgia Southern a tune-up game for them. Middle Tennessee State taking on. The Georgia Bulldogs at number three. Those are your top three teams. Two out of the top three reside in which conference? The SEC. SEC baby. Phone lines are open at 504-260-1870. Text 870-870. Tiger tailgating here on WWL. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.